We need to talk about how a show about Sean dating a girl who has telekinesis, can shoot lightning from her fingers, and can turn into puddles would have been the most amazing spinoff of all time. It really would have. And um, they really dropped the ball. They really did. I just, I don't see why that couldn't happen. I I agree. Uh, A Boy Meets World spinoff. It's like Angel for Buffy. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not the same actor at all. But Arthur in this episode gives off big Doyle vibes from Gilmore Girls. It is the same actor. It is the same actor? It is. It is. Are you sure? It, if it's not... It should it, be. No, it is. If it isn't, it should be. If it isn't, it should be, but it is. Because that is definitely Jonathan from Buffy and Doyle from Gilmore Girls. Well, it's further cementing my thoughts. Arthur changes his... His middle name is Doyle. And he goes... Arthur Yale. Conan Doyle? Yes. It's perfect. <laughs> Arthur Conan Doyle, whatever Doyle's last name is, I can't remember, he has one. But he goes off to Yale, becomes editor of the Yale Daily News, falls in love with a woman named Paris, and loses his marbles over time. Becomes a famous screenwriter. I mean, he does. The universe is connect, is all I'm saying. Okay, yeah. And then we have this other spinoff where Alex Mack and Sean Hunter are a thing. I love it. But would Sean get powers? No. I think Sean's the face. He's the pretty boy. Uh-huh. When Alex needs information, he goes in. Mm-hmm. You gotta have the face. He charms them. And then when they need to really wreck some fools, Alex comes in and is like, electricity powers. Zap, 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 zap. zap. Turn into goo. Yeah. And she, I mean, she got a diverse power set. It's pretty awesome. I mean, lightning, telekinesis... Her face glowed. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why. Why not? And she could turn into like liquid mercury. Yeah. So if you could have, we'll say three. Face glowing is hardly a superpower. Three superpowers to make your perfect strange superhero. What would they be? I'm not going to do like basic things like super strength, super speed, speed and invulnerability. Invulnerability. What about flight? Well, but I'm not going to do Like flight's that. a thing. You need like some sort of very niche I'm just saying, like, I want I want unrelated powers like Alex Mack. Mm-hmm. So, okay, go for it. I want things that, like, wouldn't normally go together. Um, I want the mouth and digestive system of Matter Eater Lad, so okay. I can eat and digest anything uh, as one power. I want to be able to shoot fire from my hands, um, which actually, now that I'm thinking about it, relates. I can cook it. Uh-huh. can cook the matter before <laughs> you eat it. Whatever ma- the matter it is. What's the matter? Um... So fire, flamethrower, matter eating, web slinger. You got yeah, you do need a mobility power. I feel yeah. like turning into a puddle is sort of like a mobility power. Yeah, that's her mobility power. I want to shoot webs out of my wrists, mostly for swinging. But you know, I can web stuff up too. Yeah, I mean, why limit yourself? Yeah. Okay, I would. I want to breathe the fire now though, because my hands are for the webs. That's true. Web hands. You don't want fiery webs. That's too much. Yeah. So fire breath. Breath. Okay. Um, for me, I feel like maybe it's cheap. It's not really cheap, but you know, like parkour, uh-huh. but like so good at parkour, it's a superpower. Oh, okay. Sort of like Beast in the X-Men. Maybe I have like cool feet. So like super agility. Sure. Okay. Not super speed, but super agility. Yeah. Um, telepathy. Okay. You can read minds and do parkour. Mm-hmm. And, hmm, don't have to sleep. Okay. But I love sleep. Oh, yeah, me too. I want to keep that one. Um, what about... This is really hard to pick, like, not 
big important superpowers you can pick them just don't like pick only them laser eyes okay okay you're not unlike martian manhunter but i don't don't turn intangible it's true but you know it's okay i don't need everything maybe instead of parkour i feel like i've got laser eyes and telepathy what if i had like very very limited ice sliding like Iceman? why limited okay just regular ice sliding but not really much more than that okay I'm just trying not to make myself too big. I mean, I made myself pretty big. I can eat anything. Okay, well, then just regular ice powers. Okay, okay. See? You do you. Ice powers, laser vision, telepathy. The ice powers and laser vision make an interesting an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Could you make prisms of ice That'd be cool. in front of your own eyes? And they kind of change what they do Ooh. or focus them differently? This is good. Mm. This is good. Um, Everyone out there in Podcastville, um, this is our Secret Life of Alex Mack podcast. um, The Secret Pod of Alex Mack. Mm -hmm. And um, we want to know what your superpowers would be. Um, Secret Pod of Alex, Cam, and Chance. Ooh, Secret Pod of Alex. Because Mack and Cam. Mack backwards. Cam backwards is Mack. Oh, that's true. It's true. He knows. Um, what are your superpowers? And do you have any clue what we're talking about? Is the what, secret what even is out of the secret world of Alex Mack? We've spent all this time talking about the secret life of Alex Mack. It's kind of a niche thing. Super niche. But we are the nichest. So there was this network called Nickelodeon. Okay, I know Nickelodeon's still around. But they used to do like live action shows. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey Dude. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Artie, the strongest man in the world. You know, your face with your glasses kind of gives an Artie sort of vibe. That is the most honor anyone has ever bestowed upon me. You're welcome. Chance Anderson, the strongest man in the world. Um, He fought a bowling ball in one episode. It was magic. He and Little Pete likes to go fight the ocean. They did. On Daylight Savings Time. They fought the ocean. Little Pete, who had a tattoo... That he doesn't know where it came from, and it's kind of a live question mark. Mm-hmm. You can definitely dance. This was the strangest era of you know, Nickelodeon, maybe. They talk about how we're currently living in a golden age of television. That clearly was a golden age of television because there were no rules. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> our Nickelodeon podcast, apparently? But do you remember when Nickelodeon tried their hand at like a Star Trek esque show? No. Yeah, there was like. I remember one of them was like from Mercury and she had fire powers. And oh, well, I, I've got to look it up now. What you have it was to. called? This cold open is now the show. <laughs> it's just going to be a longer cold <laughs> open than normal. <laughs> I don't know how to spell Nickelodeon. Um, Nickelodeon. Dion. That doesn't help. Nickelodeon Star Trek show. Oh, there's actually a 2021 Nickelodeon Star Trek show. Um. Well, that's unhelpful to our current predicament. <laughs> I'm going to type Snick, which was their Teen Nick night Saturday times. night yep. Nick. All that. Which did a Secret World of Alex Mack parody. parody called Secret World of Alex Sax, where she played the saxophone really bad and got bad guys to stop doing their crimes. Which, okay. as far as superpowers go, isn't the best, but it could be useful. Yeah. I play an instrument so badly that the bad guys stop. Okay, so the show is called Space Cases. Um, it is two seasons long. Wow. Um, it had George Takei in it, apparently. Whoa. Big get. 
uh, and they're like school kids on like a um, Star Trek style exploratory vessel, and they're like like interning or something as the crew. Um, the main character is, of course, a human. You mean to tell me in the future, unpaid internships are still a thing? Well, I think I think they're even younger than that. I think they're like learning for school how to be ridiculous. Uh, there was a rainbow-haired female ship's engineer. Can I see a picture to see if it uh... jogs memory? This was the nope. That was the thing. Not doing it. This kid is probably the most memorable. He just looks cool. Um. Is that the Black Power Ranger? I think that is the Black Power Ranger. I don't remember Zach being okay. in that. We have officially transitioned to a Space Cases podcast. <laughs> we're going to find it, and we're going to watch it, and we're going to tell you all about it. At least a bonus episode. A bo- we need to find this. I mean, it was... I remember watching it. George Takei, get at us. Bankroll this, and we'll make it happen. Well, well, we can just make it happen anyway. Oh, my. <laughs> um, I remember... Here's what I remember. There's a girl from Mercury with fire powers, and then there's a dude, and he's the dude that I was just talking about who looked interesting. Like a hair metal guy? Yeah, and, but he has, like, weird circle ears, mm-hmm. and his whole thing is he hears... Hey, hey, not weird. That's rude. We don't You're body right. shame. You're right. On this show, Boy Meets World Fever. You're right. If you have... Or Space Cases Aces. <laughs> Space Cases Aces. I love it. <laughs> Um, but he could, like, hear really well, like, super well, but, it, like, loud noises really hurt his ears. I mean, that's kind of the territory. Yeah. He probably had other powers, but I don't remember what they were. Super cool hair. So, uh, space cases. Uh, I already said, hey, dude, right? Salute mm-hmm. your shorts. That's a good one. We said Pete and Pete, Alex Mack. Mm-hmm. Certainly others. Certainly others. But that used to be Nickelodeon. All that. Now it's... Keenan and Kel. Oh, Keenan and Kel. My heart. Who loves orange soda? Cal loves orange soda. He does. <laughs> I'm not going to finish it. Okay. I know I could. With you know. The, is it true? I do, I do, I do. Ooh. You did anyway. I finished I it. appreciate it. You know, I feel like that's... I've had it point, pointed out to me that that's kind of an energy that we have where one of us says something and then we're like, no, you need to stop that. And then we just... <laughs> Go. The other one of us goes for it. You know, but I like it. I like it too. Um, anyway, this is officially our longest cold open ever. I love it. Uh, I'm leaving in every second. <laughs> Space Cases Aces, it's coming. Um, if we ever find the show. San Francisco. I was born there. <laughs> San Francisco. I was born there. <laughs> George Decay, we love you. Come, Come on, on the, the show. show. There's um, no reason for him to. He has no connection to this, but we want him. What a get would that be? Oh my gosh. Start campaigning now. Yeah, uh, Guys, the ultimate goal of this podcast. GT does BGWF. Yes. Uh, why, why not just BG World Fever? BG World Fever. Well, I just was a breathing. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, this is now the ultimate goal of this show. Because he has no <laughs> connection to what we do. But the ultimate goal is we will not stop podcasting until George Decay comes on the show. You heard it here first. I, it won't always be the same podcast. I mean, I mean, until we finish Girl Meets World, it will be. But mm-hmm. Then who knows? We'll start our Space Cases Aces podcast. <laughs> We're going to do that before. Oh, we'll start our Pete and Pete. Pete and Pete rewatch. <laughs> Pete if, and Pete and Cam and Chance. If you guys want us to go over all the old Nickelodeon shows, tweet at us. At BG World Fever. Um, we'll talk about them all. We'll talk about all that. We'll talk about... Well, all the ones we said. 
all the kids these days, all they know is their iCarly's. Their drinks Vic- and their Josh's and their Victorious's and, and Zoe's, Zoe's 101. 101. <laughs> I, they just don't know. All those modern shows. It's, yes. <laughs> at least 10 years old. But they were at past our time. Mm-hmm. What we do is we get a teen and we watch these old ones with them. Ooh. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Don't know a lot of teens. Seems. I work at a high school. Seems iffy. (laughs) Two thirty-year-old men hanging out with a teen. We know a few teens. We could do it. We could. We can make it happen. Anyway, we should start the show. Okay. Brought to you by Nickelodeon. <laughs> Unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. Hey, Cameron. And, hey, that was just a delight. <laughs> it was the only proper thing to mm-hmm. do. Especially after we just spent 15 plus minutes talking about almost Nickelodeon exclusively. It's true. Well, you can't have a crossover episode with Alex Mack and not expect it. Mm-hmm. Now I know they called her Dana Pruitt, and I know she's way older than Alex Mack, even though she shouldn't be? Question mark. That's a whole nother thing for a whole nother time. But come on, it's that an Alex Mack crossover. Business. What's that actress's name? It. She has just a very strange name. Mm-hmm. Her first name isn't weird, but her last name is pretty weird. Secret world of Alex Mack. I was about to say Valencia, California, but that's where it was. <laughs> Valencia, California. I was born there. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. She's way younger. It is Larissa Olenek. Olenek, yeah. That's a fun name. She was, in the early 90s, she was a lot she's of places. Kind of a big, big deal. I, I feel like the last thing that I saw... show her... ran for 78 episodes. Wow. Alex Mack. You're telling me a, world, a show about a girl who gets some toxic goo dumped on her and can turn into a puddle and shoot lightning out of her fingers it has 78 episodes, but My Brother, My Brother and Me has six episodes. It, it, they're, they're different. There's no justice in this world. <laughs> Secret Life of Alex Mack is a delight. You're I not will wrong, not have you disparage its name. You're not wrong. I haven't seen it in years. It, but it's probably not very good. It could be great. It could be great. I feel like Pete and Pete would hold up. Oh, absolutely. It's manic humor. There's a joke in from Pete and Pete that I still laugh about sometimes. There's an episode where little Pete and his friends are locked in the school. Oh, I love that and episode. there's the Girl Scout with them and Wayne the Pain and Pete. I think that's the three of them. And they're like going in all the places and they take her into the boys' bathroom because she's curious. She's like, what are those? Oh, yeah, the and urinals. And it's the urinals that go all the way to the uh, floor. And, she and she's they're like, feet they're like, they're feet washers. And so she goes and puts her foot in and like washes her foot off. She's like, this is amazing. <laughs> and I still think about that sometimes. Uh, I still think of the episode where the bully wants to play rock, paper, scissors with everybody. Mm-hmm. He's the paper cut. Yeah. And so he always throws paper. Because he makes paper weapons <laughs> and he'll cut you if he loses. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There was also the episode where Little Pete skipped school for the day, and they just got this super powerful 
garage door remote. And he was about to get busted because his mom was coming home. And he's like, I left the garage door open. So he got it. And his mom, this is important. It's in the opening credits of every episode. His mom has a metal plate in her head. And so he sees her coming and he positions it and points the garage door opener at his mother's head as she drives down the road so that it ricochets off the metal plate and closes the garage door. Yep. Just masterfully done. (laughs) We're talking about Pete and Pete again. (laughs) Oh, why should we not? Um, So, Chance, how are you? Kind of a big week for you. It is. I started a new job this week. Chance has joined the ranks of the molders of minds. It's true. I work for Norman Public Schools now. The educators of future of America. Yeah, I'm working with a um, special needs population, uh, people with special needs, uh, people first language is important, um, in the school setting, and it's been a great week. Good. So. So glad to hear it. Um, everyone out there, look up people first language, because it really is important. Go for it. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been a big week. I'm really tired, um, though Artie's energy, mm-hmm. his, his fight with a bowling ball is energizing me. Mm-hmm. I have to say, if... Being really tired gives you this energy that we have right now. You uh-huh. should always be tired. Oh, wow. Basically, Cameron just said I suck every other time I'm on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, every other time it's been trash. Oh, well. Until now. You've, okay. you've evolved. I have evolved. In- you once were a lowly caterpillar. Caterpie. Caterpillar? <laughs> Who am I? You once were a lowly caterpie. Now you're a metapod. Ooh. Maybe someday you'll evolve to a butterfree. Butterfree. Maybe you'll be shiny. I don't know. It doesn't work that way. Have you ever heard the theory that Venonat's supposed to become Butterfree and Caterpie's supposed to become Venom- Venomoth? I, I could see the first one, but the second one I don't. Yeah. I think it's based on the eyes. I can see it from the eyes. And the coloring, especially from Venonat to Butterfree. Yeah. With the purple. But I don't like it. I like Caterpie to Butterfree. Caterpie's nice. Yeah. You're not a Caterpie. Oh, thanks. Um, Big Pokemon announcements today. Mm-hmm. So. Sure, all our listeners were just eating it all i mean we did an entire pokemon episode Mm -hmm. that's why i'm saying we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to do like a another episode where we give eli a team and new morgan a team Mm -hmm. eventually we'll need to give angela and jack and rachel a team Mm -hmm. we'll have to give them teams um i feel like there are others too but i'm just i'm blanking on them lauren oh she gets no team I mean, she has should, a team of ultra beasts. Should Lauren and Griff just be our evil team? Griff isn't evil. No, but Griff is too cool for school. He is. We can talk about it later. I like to think Lauren ended up with Griff. Lauren ended up with Hawkeye, and everyone knows it. That's true. And the kid in <laughs> the Ski Lodge episode of Girl Meets World is future Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot Lauren ended up with Hawkeye. Uh, if you know what we're talking about, then you know. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, look it up. <laughs> I'm not an encyclopedia. Not that an encyclopedia would have that information. <laughs> not that encyclopedia is irrelevant. Dang, Google. There it is. Um, yeah, so we watched an episode of Boy Meets World today. As you probably guessed. <laughs> um, it made me think of an old show that I used to love uh, called The Secret Life of Alex Mack. Or The Secret World of Alex Mack? Secret. Secret. World. Secret World of I think Alex. we've called it both. I think I always called it Secret Life of Alex Mack. I think this may be a Mandela Effect thing. Because I can even see, like, life in my, like, mind on the logo. Mm-hmm. But it is irrelevant to the episode, except it's the same main actress. 
No, it, as we've already explained, it is entirely relevant <laughs> yes. to the episode. Um, they really are missing out on a golden spinoff opportunity. Um, Eric goes Eric goes on Buffy and becomes the himbo slayer. And Sean goes with Alex Mack and they start dating and have superhero adventures. Just sounds awesome. Corey... Still can't find his mitten. Yeah, and he's like, just fine. He just like shows up in random scenes looking for his mitten. Have you seen my other mitten? I know this is a little early. Corey is a delight in this episode. Such a delight. I thought that. I was like, <laughs> Corey just needs to be a background player all the time. Yeah, he is every scene. He he nails it. There's like sincerity. His jokes are funny. Yeah, he's got the comedic timing. I, he, he's just like the perfect comedic relief. Yeah. In any sort of moment. And it's just like, I love Corey in this episode. <laughs> I do too. And it's so weird because... Normally I don't. I hate Corey. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. Corey, we love you. Come on the show. For real. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like we've been down on Corey so much. And like... And I think we will continue to be. Yeah. But this is, this is great. <laughs> this is great. From the moment he shows up in the school hallway... It's just like, oh, that that was very, fu- oh, that was very funny. That was that was a good uh-huh. joke. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, Corey, who knew? Um, I just love it. So anyway, I guess we should jump into the episode. What are what are your initial thoughts? Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. It's not really an episode I think about. I mm-hmm. think about this as the episode with the girl from Alex Mack. <laughs> Which we've discussed at length already. <laughs> um, so I don't like... I always separate the Eric plot in my mind from this episode. Because mm-hmm. it kind of continues. I guess Sean's plot continues too. But I don't really care mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we we started Chubbies. Uh-huh. As you do. As you always do. With Sean kissing Alex Mack. In public, just full on, across the table. Yeah. Looks very uncomfortable. Here is the cracks in this episode. It starts right away. Kashan pulls away and he goes, I really like you, Dana Pruitt. What he meant to say is, I really like you, Alex Mack. <laughs> but no, that's not, no. The, that's not the crack. That's not the crack. And then she's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. Some girls like clamp on and create this suction mm-hmm. in kissing and you don't. And she's like, you really talk about kissing a lot. And he's like, well, I just really like it. And, she's, and he's like, what things do you like? And they have nothing in common. Not a thing. This is just an awkward conversation of two people that shouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why they are. And this is the the problem with Sean's storyline, this whole thing. is like, they, they, they play it up as like, she only didn't want to see him because of his reputation. She only didn't want to see him because of, like, he's a bad boy and she's mm-hmm. a good girl. But like, she makes a genuine effort to get to know him here. And he's awful. He really is. He's like, eat outside? Why? Well, here's the thing. Okay. As, I was, as I was thinking about that, because it's it's interesting. Um, Cameron just got really scholarly. He's like, I did. I pointing my, at his my notes. Pen and I'm pointing at my notes. Because we start off where she's saying, well, what about we do the blood drive together? Uh-huh. And then Sean says, my dad says, only volunteer. Only volunteer if it'll reduce your sentence. Uh-huh. And as he does. And then she's like, we could have a picnic and we could eat outside. And he's like, eat outside? Why? Like, why would we do that? And I feel like I don't know much about Dana Pruitt, but she seems kind of rich. Sure, yeah. And I feel like there's 
nice girl kind of equates to rich, rich girl, girl in this. I mean, in the, in the previous season, the wrong side of the tracks. Uh-huh. When Sean was really interested in whatever her name was with the nice jacket. And the other girl was really mean. Mm-hmm. It was like, they were they both were coded rich yeah. as well. But I feel like there's this sort of, like almost like a romantization of these things that poor people do. Minus the poor people. Like eating outside. Going camping. Like, you're going to spend all this money to get all this stuff to go like sleep outside. When it's like the same thing that homeless people do all the time. Mm-hmm. But then it's trashy to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, because I'm doing it and I'm rich and I can do all this stuff. Same thing with like eating outside. Sean's poor. And he's like, why would I do that? Like, I don't have to do that. Why would I do that? And so it's like, I'm, I mean, I'm saying there is definitely a disconnect between the two of them. Yeah. But I'm understanding Sean's reaction. I'm well, just like, why would I be interested in doing that? Well, and I, I can agree with that. I think my thing is more like... If a girl shows an interest in something, dismissing it so blatantly is like pretty much asking not to get mm-hmm. the same. I feel like maybe she brought up the thing that's like so far from Sean's mind of anything that like you think he'd be better at it mm-hmm. because he's like this womanizer, um, Casanova, I guess. But woman whisperer. But yeah, he he just whiffs it. Yeah, and I'm I'm saying I understand why he whiffs it because it's so completely foreign. Yeah. Him and just thinking socioeconomically. Um, but at the same time, come on, Sean. Well, and, but Where's your whole, game? Their whole conversation is just like, Sean really does only have kissing on his mind. And even I'm thinking, as someone who loves Sean, like, oh, you don't like her. You like kissing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm just curious, like, if we were to see every date Sean had, is this something he does every time? Like, I really like you. And then, like, I really like you, too. Keep kissing day or two later he's moved on like he's kind of bored with it maybe he just really likes kissing someone's superpowers i mean it's probably cool (laughs) (laughs) um yeah because then i mean we'll get into it we'll get into it but um yeah yeah she she tries to connect and he yes but then the rest of this episode and we'll get into it a little bit more but the rest of this episode treats it as like oh it's just a reputation thing she had a great time they had lots in common they really didn't no like she even like she says, I would love to go on a second date with you. What would we do? And it's mm-hmm. like, and he just can't think of anything but sit at Chubby's and kiss. <laughs> well, when you have the best writers in Hollywood writing for you. Yeah, it's true. Um, so yeah, the, the crack in this episode is right there at the beginning for me. Of just like, okay, so I watched an episode of The Bachelor last night. Oh, dear. I have never watched an episode of The Bachelor. Really? Yeah, never. Uh, I listened to a podcast about I, it for some I just season. nodded like our audience. I was like, looked at the mic and nodded <laughs> like an aside to the audience. They didn't catch that. Uh, yeah. yeah I, the podcast was good. I listened to a podcast time. about it, but I'd never seen an episode. And so the problem for this show started with me immediately because they were like, oh, the bachelor is going to go visit these girls' hometowns, except he can't. So they're bringing their hometowns to him because of COVID stuff. And well, of course. And, like, it starts out, and he's like, I could really be falling for this girl. I might love her. Like, and she's like, if he asked me to marry, I would. But, like, in the previews, they show him making out with all four of these women. Mm-hmm. It's like every single one. It's like, I really am falling for this one. And it's like, no, you're not. Yeah, it's like, n- no. <laughs> it's like, I understand that this is, like, The Bachelor's fake. Yes. Like, super it is fake. and it isn't. But it's, like, super edited and produced and put together. None of it's real. No. And clearly their relationships aren't real because most of them, if not all of them, don't 
going. Like, don't last. Well, don't, yeah, don't go anywhere. And how could they? Like, how could they when the whole basis is like, I'm going to make out with four women who all want me because I'm famous or what? I don't, I'm not sure why they want him. I mean, he's he's an attractive Attractive man. gentleman. But, like, I don't know. The whole premise was just thrown off for me right at the beginning because, like, the first thing he said and then the imagery for the episode just, like, didn't connect with me. And this was kind of that same thing on a smaller scale mm-hmm. of, like... Yeah, it's fake. Yeah, of, like, oh, he's such a bad boy. I don't want to date him. And it's like, you you did, though. Like You went on a first date. You, you went on a first date and you were open to the idea of a second date. It was lack of shared interest. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, the the cracks started for me pretty much immediately in this episode. Though, I really enjoy the episode. It's just the central conflict that I'm just like, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and weirdly, Corey's going to save it several times. <laughs> Bless him. Godspeed to him. Godspeed to him. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, she leaves. She doesn't want a second. Yeah, so cut to school the next day. Corey comes out and said, so I'm having breakfast with Jane and her bud. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you have breakfast with Jane and her bud? I owed him a favor. (laughs) I owed him one. I don't Um, know. There's something about I had breakfast. I was having breakfast with Jane and her bud. (laughs) And Sean is just like, "Uh, Corey, I'm not one to talk about my dates. He's like, yeah, you are. Like, if it wasn't for what you tell me and the little pictures you draw me, I'd know nothing. <laughs> I'd know nothing. And he also, I think right before that, I think I, I got my orders of events wrong. Right before that, he goes, um, that girl could ruin your reputation. She is a very nice girl. When Janitor Bud, when Bud told me, I was shocked. Wow. And Bud seen dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Janitor Bud and I were both shocked. Wow. Bud's, it was just, it was very funny. <laughs> Bud seen dead bodies. Yeah. Um, so Corey is just a joke machine mm-hmm. this entire time. I wonder if that's just fun for him. Like, for Ben Savage as an actor. Like, uh-huh. I get to be the funny one now. Yeah. Look at me. I am the captain me. Now. I'm the funny one now. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going. <laughs> um, but yeah, like... This is where it becomes about reputation. She's a super nice girl. She'll ruin his reputation. Mm -hmm. And then she comes, and she's like, hey, Sean, can I talk to you? And Sean's like, oh, she probably wants to finish what we were doing last night. So if I'm late to class, fall asleep asleep without me. me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I feel like this is where, because, I mean, in the date, we didn't mention it, but she, like, left. She was like, okay, this date's over. Um, And Sean's just kind of like, huh? Yeah. And then the next day, he's like, oh, I just really like her. Another weekend date, by the way. Just weekday date. Yeah, weekday um, date. But it's like, I really like her. But it's like, every other relationship we've seen with Sean, it's like, eventually he's the one who kind of moves on. Like, I fall in love five or six times a day. Yeah. Um, and now there's one girl that is not mm-hmm. that, that is like resisting, quote unquote. And he's just like, I got to, yeah. I'm just infatuated. It's like, you don't really like her. You just don't understand why she's not falling for your charms. Yeah, I was going to bring that up a little later, that exact thing. But, like, whether or not it was the intention of this episode. And I really do wonder. Because, like, in most times that I've seen this episode, I think to myself, Oh, Sean really likes this girl. Cool. Because that's what the episode is telling us. But if you're really watching, I 
think it's pretty intentional, or maybe it's not, I don't know, that this is more of a she-hurt-my-ego situation. Yeah, I don't, I don't even, I didn't read it so much like that, of like, but I read it almost as like, Sean can't process this like rejection. Like a girl not liking him. Yeah. And so he like, is obsessed with kind of that a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, well, the only other girl to reject Sean was the one you were talking about earlier. And that like, set him off. Yeah, and that like, set him off, yeah. So it's probably also mixed with his like, abandonment issues. Yeah, I think so. When I when I meant by hurting his ego, it was just like, but but I'm Sean. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? No, no, I must be in love with her because I want her now. But what he's really like going through is like like a girl rejecting him. Makes sense. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that is the intention of the episode or if that is just hindsight and over analysis. Because at, on a casual watch, I think it would. I think it is very clear that Sean likes this girl. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the text is telling us that. Mm-hmm. And the subtext is maybe telling us more. But I just don't know if the writers intended for us to notice any subtext. Or if they intended any subtext in yeah, the first yeah. place. Yeah, that's what They I'm just saying. gave us text saying... I mean, it's just a, like a TGIF sitcom. Yeah. There's not probably meant to be a whole lot of subtext. Yeah, and we'll we'll revisit this text-subtext situation in future episodes that we're not going to bring up right now. It's Boy Meets World. It ain't Dostoyevsky. Maybe it's deeper, and we don't even know. <laughs> like Kafka? Is Kafka deeper than Dostoyevsky? Where does Nietzsche fill, fill in? So, so far down there. Really? Thus spake Mr. Feeney. Thus spake Mr. Feeney. Marcus Aurelius? Meditations? I'm just throwing you're out just, philosophers You're just now. naming it. It's like... <laughs> Republic, Boy Meets World. The Republic is... The Republic, I'm going from number one. Yeah, I, I know. Republic, the start of all philosophy. I don't know. <laughs> That's where you start. Boy Meets World, Kant? Kant? I don't know. <laughs> the Good Place is the fourth one. The the, the show? Uh-huh. The television show, The Good they Place? Do a lot, they deal with a lot of philosophy there. They do, but it's like all like established philosophy. <laughs> trolley problem. Trolley problem. <laughs> the tr- trolley problem is number three. Um... <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I don't think what I just said made any sense at all. No. I just said there was sub- subtext. Aaron, please help us. Dan. You don't listen. No. But we wish Aaron you Aaron talks to Dan. Yeah. Aaron and Dan, we need your guys' help. Uh, we, we do have a philosophy episode coming up in two seasons. So It's true. Oh. That'll be a good one. Sorry. <laughs> oh. I, Cameron and I have both actually read quite a bit of philosophy. We're sounding like bumbling idiots right now. I mean, I am. A bumbling idiot. Well, that's true. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> You're the bumbling dad trope made. Made flesh. Made flesh. Ugh, I hate that term. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, so... So Sean goes to talk to Dana. All that to say. <laughs> Sean goes to talk to Dana. Who knows what about yet. Um, and at this point, Eric comes mm-hmm. to Eli and Turner. It's like, Mr... Mr. Um, Williams. Yes, Mr. Williams. I kept wanting to say Mr. Eli, but that's wrong. <laughs> Mr. Eli. Mr. Eli. Um, there's just an issue with this term paper. Yeah, he's like, hey, can I talk to you about my term paper? And he's like, goody, another uh, round of Eric Masque- Ma- Matthews' excuse theater. <laughs> it's funny, he's like, let me guess. The bank repossessed your car, and they towed away your term paper by mistake. <laughs> and then Turner's like, let me play, let me play. I'm seeing a pet, right? Right? <laughs> Sitting on the side of the road. Your term paper in its mouth. <laughs> um, Just some playful ribbing. It's true. 
You know what I never noticed about the season before? What? It's Sean, Corey, and sometimes Topanga, and Eric and the teachers. It's like two totally separate stories, but Eric's stories have almost all been... They have been. It's like the poker night, going to the opera, mm-hmm. um, or the parents sometimes. Like Beanbag Bagwell. Yeah, Beanbag Bagwell was one, but like Eric's stories have mostly been about like time with teachers Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird like i feel like eric has spent more time with turner than sean who lives with turner Uh at least this season yeah um so that's interesting i say at least this season when this is the season where they've been living together (laughs) yes (laughs) it is it is kind of interesting the way they framed it something i also realized just now is i feel like every character not not every character because frankie joey joey's gone harley's gone frankie wasn't in it but every other character makes an appearance in this episode. Both parents, Morgan, the main three, mm-hmm. Eli, Turner, Feeney's got some bit in there too. Yeah, just one bit, but yeah. Yeah, every main character is in this. The whole, the gang is all here. The gang's all here. First and last time. <laughs> Maybe. I've, I've never tried to notice before, but. Mm-hmm. But I was like, everybody's here. Yeah. It's like Super Smash Brothers. Everyone's here. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Come on, Mr. Feeney, a new challenger has approached. Um, Mr. Feeney would be great. What do you know? <laughs> I mean, we I've seen those videos of William Daniels working out in like his nineties. Yeah, I think he could do it. Uh, tweeted us what Mr. Feeney's move set would be in Smash. I need to know his down B. <laughs> yes, it's probably well, a FERPA violation. It's a, it's a block, a good counter move, and when you attack him, he throws an essay at you, like an essay assignment, <laughs> and uh, you're stunned for a second because your character has to go. Oh, <laughs> that's the reason they're not putting them in the game is because if they do that they have to make a sighing animation for all the hundred other characters in super smash brothers that's true it's true um so anyway eric um did bad on a term paper but he's really trying to turn his grade around and the teacher's like then study no no i'm being serious <laughs> so i guess we're still supposed to believe that eric doesn't try um and then turner's like what about the internship? And Eli's like, shut up, Turner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's an internship at Turn- the station that uh, Eli used to work at. Mm-hmm. And it's open for students. And um, Eli's like, no, I don't want you really doing this. There's some really like A students, really good recommendations going, like applying. And it's going to be really, really competitive. Mm-hmm. And what is his response? Uh the- that means they'll all cancel each other out. I'm a shoe in Yeah. <laughs> um, which isn't terrible logic. It's kind it's of It's pretty terrible. In <clears throat> um, other things, it wouldn't necessarily be. And there's a way you can make it work in your favor, I'm sure. And Eli's like, there's people with like references and like experience. Letters of recommendation. And, yeah. <laughs> and Turner. I'm just blanking. Oh, and Turner's like... Turner's like, come on, it's TV. He's a lock. That's right. (laughs) He's a lock. He's definitely going to get it. (laughs) Um, So, a Uh funny Mm -hmm. kind of meta joke. Yes. Then we cut back to Dana and Sean have talked. Sean comes back. (laughs) uh, He's just like, Sean is kind of down. It's like, this is the weirdest thing. Like, she told me she wanted a date with someone else, not with me. And then Corey's like, hmm. Probably some pumped up pretty boy jock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean's like, no, it, it's with you. Huh. So I was right. 
Again, Corey coming in clutch. Huh. So I was right. Which is funny in and of itself, but also funny because we know that's not how Corey sees himself. So we know he's like in character making this, this joke right now. <laughs> yeah. It's Corey making a joke. Not just a joke being told by the character in the universe. Yeah. Like, as for our pleasure. Yeah. It's like in that moment, he's making the joke to cheer up his friend. Yeah. Huh. I was right. <laughs> so Corey's like, or Sean's like, yeah, do it. Like, I, he stops two girls in leather jackets just so we know that they're mm-hmm. bad. That's his type. Leather jacket wearers. <laughs> yes. And, and if you want to make a character look bad, leather jacket's the way to go. Leather jacket. Which, leather jackets are very expensive. So I'm still not sure what the coding here is. Anyway, we can move on. Plus, also thinking of my date with the president's daughter. Um, it was brown leather Yeah, jacket. he had a brown leather jacket. He was certainly not a bad boy. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, he did subdue a gang of bikers. Mm-hmm. With magic. <laughs> Close-up magic. With card tricks. <laughs> uh, and, like, a little, like, smoke Yeah, pellet. I had a little... Uh, it was like in Cats with magical Mr. Mistopheles. Just That's where I always go when I think of that. Because we had the VHS tape when I was growing up, and I would watch it a lot. What, what is it? And Rumpelteaser or Rumpelteaser. Rumpelteaser. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. I've never seen Cats. Oh, I've not seen the new one because I'm pretty certain that that movie caused the pandemic. <laughs> it's fair. It's like it came out, and then everything broke. And I think it's that movie's fault. Yeah. I mean, I've, if I could only see the parts with Jason Derulo's cat. Jason Derulo! I don't know why I said that. Good old Rum Tum Tugger. Oh, is that who he plays? That's the cat's name. Okay. Well, if I could see only the parts with Jason Derulo, I might watch it. Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat. You need any reason for me to shout it. There we go. There's our cat's cast. Are <clears throat> they a cat cult because they're all like trying to be the chosen one to get to cat heaven right what they're doing is every i forget the exact period of time one cat who they all deem as worthy gets to be reborn not just go to cat heaven but be reborn as a new cat and so the whole premise of the show is all these cats coming and saying their admirable qualities to be able to ascend basically to cat heaven and be reborn and get to live life over again. You'd have to go through puberty again? I don't know what it's like for cats. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe it's better for cats. Mm-hmm. Huh. And that's where like this, the memory song comes. Because there's this one cat who was once glamorous and everyone loved her. But now she's like gotten old and like sort of washed up and fallen on hard times. And she's like singing her songs and no one's really taking pity on her. But then in the end, spoiler alert, she's chosen to be reborn. Thus rewarding her vanity? Uh, Maybe the difficulties she'd had. I don't know. Does anyone really understand cats? They are inscrutable. Have you tried picturing the Boy Meets World cast as Abomination Cats from the new movie? Mr. Feeney is old Deuteronomy. I don't know what that means. He's the leader of the cats, played by Dame Judi Dench in the movie. Uh, um, It's too hard. I'm not necessarily saying, like, relate them. I was just trying to picture Sean as a cat on this whole time you've been talking. Huh. Sean? Rum Sean Tum could Tum be Rumpelteaser. He could be Rumtum Tugger. He's got that rock star vibe. Sure. Hmm. 
I'm going to have to really think about this. I'm okay. going to have to go back to the tape and watch it. I don't still have it, nor do I have a VCR. <laughs> I was about to say, I've been in your house. I'm in it right now. You There's don't no have VCR. a VCR. Hmm. This is, this is open to a real can of cat food. You could watch the new one. No, I can't do that. Would Eric be the Taylor Swift cat? The sexy kitten? Sure. Again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know where she correlates. I'll have to think about it. Okay. So, uh, look forward to Cameron's Cats Boy Moons World hot takes. Look for it on Twitter. I was, I, I'll I, tweet it out. I was literally just trying to picture Sean as a cat. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't. That, that's it. That's period, end of statement. I've never yes. seen cats. Well, how did, how did we get here? <laughs> it's like I've just woken. I've just woken up. Like I was having a, a lucid dream where I was envisioning the cast of Boy Me Through All This Cats. Uh, anyway. Like, what the hell? I'm sorry. So jumping right back into the episode. <laughs> Please. And not addressing where we've gone. Um, so Corey's got a date with Dana. There you go. <laughs> a real pumped up pretty boy jock. Um, is the next scene the kitchen with Morgan? Uh-huh. Yeah. Where Morgan's like, and Sean and Sean's, they're looking in the fridge. It's like, but how do we know that the light turns off when we close the door? And Morgan's sassily like, you could get in there and we can find out. Good old Morgan. Good old Morgan. Um. A real rumple teaser, if you ask me. <laughs> a, a, a real Deuteronomy. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, and the parents come down and they're like, Morgan, it's time for bed. And she's like, but I'm babysitting Sean. <laughs> it's funny because she's like in third grade, but she has these footy pajamas on. Do you, third graders not wearing I just feel pajamas? like I don't know. she seems big to be wearing footy pajamas. Okay. She looks very cute. Footy pajamas are cute, but still just something. But they send her off to bed. She's like, why do I have to go to bed? He's like, because life is short. And her dad's just like, and so are you. Yeah. Go to bed. It's, it's a sweet moment. It's a sweet moment. Yeah. Um, wish we got a little more Morgan in this one. But... You're the only one in this house with a room of her own. Why don't you go there? Which is funny because she was there for like half a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably because she has a trauma response to mm-hmm. that room. Not the not the box. <laughs> don't put me in the box. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's a funny scene. And Alan is very mean to Sean. <laughs> He's just like, you know, Corey, who actually, you know, lives here and is related to us, It left after dinner. We wouldn't be offended if you did, too. I mean, I get it. <laughs> why? It's Sean. I, it's Sean, but it's also just kind of like, why are you here? You're not really interacting with any of us. You're just here. He's waiting for his friend. He can't text him. He can't call him. That's true. He's If he wants to hear about the date, he's got to... He's got to hear it from the source. He's got to hear it from the source. And then... He's like, Corey's going to want to talk about his date. Buddy you know, to buddy. Buddy to buddy. Again, another weekday date night, by the way. But mm-hmm. Just pointing these out because then, they're so... It's common. Yeah, very frequent. But also strange uh-huh. to me. And then Amy's like, well, we're going to go to bed. Buddy, buddy to buddy. buddy. Oh, dear. With their friend, with their son's friend in the house. Yeah. Hmm. Those uh, two animals. And the line that Alan says after that, why don't we just adopt him? You get the tax deduction. I'm like... Yes, Alan. Why didn't you just adopt this him? This is your fault because you didn't adopt him because he stayed with you for a few weeks and you couldn't hack it. Yeah. So don't even. Alan. You got some problems. I it mean, is, it is kind of a funny joke, but not yes. accounting for the rest of uh, <laughs> history. Yes. 
not getting for the rest of the Which history. is our curse in this world that we've taken upon ourselves to <laughs> never forget the history. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, so Corey gets back. He's like, my day was fine. He goes straight for an apple juice. Mm-hmm. Because that's a thing. Juice is good. I mean, it is. I don't understand, like, little bottles of like apple little juice. little glass. I feel like it was a very common thing in the 90s. I, they probably... have them in the cafeteria, too. At school. Oh, yeah, at school. Yeah. Well, I never did growing up. We always had milk. But uh, I know that that's apparently a thing. The last three days, I have eaten cafeteria lunches uh-huh. for the first time since I was 13 years old. How are they? 12 years old. I was in sixth grade. Yeah, 12 years old. And? Um, it's kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, but I get it for free. I guess you don't really have any other options because there's nothing really close. There's nothing really close and, again, free. Like a, free. Free is good. So. And it's like half an hour lunch probably. Yeah, I get a half an hour lunch. Um, I'm generally eating it with a student. Um, it's been a different student each time this time, but... Someday it might settle. Yeah, someday it might settle when I'm not the new guy. Um, but yeah, so I can relate to cafeteria lunches. Hey, look at you. I've got. I've had chocolate milk all three days. I avoid them. Well, I would, I would imagine. Though it's really weird because it's more like a little food court. Yeah, ours isn't like that. It's just uh, you go and there's a couple options, but... There's like a hot lunch booth. There's like a, there, there's always pizza. Hmm. So there's a pizza section. There's a pasta section. There's a burger, chicken strips, chicken sandwich section where you can just choose those. Okay, like a grill. Yeah. And there's like a cold sandwich section. And then there's like a fruit and salad bar. That's good. And I'm just like, huh, this is not what I expected school lunch to be like. I go to the... I, I work at the rich school in town, so... I feel like they're both pretty similar. Are they? In that regard, because there's a company that does all the food stuff. Mm, okay. And so, I'm, I'm sure that it's the same. Because I know... It's not just I for went the, the poorer school, one of the poorer elementary schools in terms of our socioeconomic of all of our students, but, like, it's the same cafeteria lunch as they have at other schools. Okay. Like, what? they send out one menu for the district, and like, here's what's for lunch. Wait, what did you have today? I don't know. I wasn't there. Okay. I was I was wondering if you guys had nachos, because that was like our hot lunch option. I don't know. Maybe. I had a hamburger. That sounds good. It was, it was fine, I'm sure. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was it's free. Not, it's not great, but yeah, it was free. But Corey drinks an apple juice. All yeah. that to say. I do know where we got came from with that one. I have expressed on this podcast that I have not had school cafeteria lunch uh-huh. since sixth grade. And now an update. we're circling back. Never thought we'd be at this point. I, I, it's kind of momentous. I didn't. I never expected. I have not had chocolate milk in so long. It does the body good. It probably doesn't, though. No, probably not. Um, Lots of problems with pasteurized milk. Anyway. You've got to get that raw milk. Anyway. Also, yes. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so Sean is very interested in the date. Corey's like, there's nothing to say. <laughs> He's at the door, and Corey's like, hello? He's like, hello? You come back after nine, and all I get is hello? And Corey <laughs> says, hello, sailor? <laughs> Another another, another good one. And then Sean's getting on his case. He's like, just because my mom... Or no, Sean's like, your mom served us the driest turkey. No, no. It's the other way around. Yeah, Corey, Corey says... Corey says that my mom served us the driest turkey that's ever <laughs> existed. And Sean's like, which I'm still chewing, by the way. Yeah, he's like, this isn't about the dry turkey. Which I am still chewing, by the way. Mm-hmm. But he's wanting to find out about Dana Pruitt mm-hmm. and their date. Um, and whether or not they kissed. And so he's asking, like, one to ten... How do you do you like her? <laughs> Ten being Topanga on your first date, one being the lunch lady in a thong. Which why? We don't need to. You know, 
And this is played up as like Corey really being fairly indifferent, but he says a seven. So, I mean, seven's average. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's above average. I mean, he liked her at least. I mean, if the scale is, why is an average in the middle? I, I or like C's an average. Why? If a 70% is an average, why? I just don't know why the scale is the way that it is, I guess. Statistics are dumb. They tell us nothing. I will die on this hill. Statistics. Get out of here. Get out of here, statistics. No, statistics are important. I don't want to know what the chance of rain is because you're always wrong, statistics. Yeah, that's their fault. Anyway, Sean's on his case about it and he's like, are you feeling all right, Sean? You seem a little fluish. I've got a little tickle, but I don't think that's what it is. (laughs) And then Sean goes on to describe like all during dinner and they're eating the turkey. He... The dry turkey. The dry turkey. He wanted to look. He looked over at Corey and would want to grab the carving knife and plunge it into his heart. No offense. Yeah, there was like a good dramatic pause. No offense. <laughs> and Corey's like, "You obviously like this girl. Just go ask her out again." Sean's like, "Would that be okay?" And Corey's like, "I'll stab you in the head if you don't." Yeah. <laughs> so there's the scene, and we go to the school the next day. Eric runs into Arthur. Mm-hmm. We've already had talked about it a little bit. Is the cold open? Is Doyle and also the writer of Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. So there's a connection point mm-hmm. into the Boy Meets Gilmore Girls. Yep, Boy Meets Universe. Gilmore Girls. And Boy Meets Buffy. Mm-hmm. There's a Buffy connection. I've never seen Buffy. Uh, he plays Jonathan, um, who is a minor character in most seasons as like a nerdy kid at school. Um, and he's mostly there to like make comments on weird things happening and all this. But then eventually... There's a season where he and two other minor characters form a team called the Trio, and they're the big bad of the season. Oh, no. Is there somewhere you can stream Buffy? Uh, you could stream it on Hulu. I'm not sure anymore. We need to, need to check it out. Buffy's great. Joss Whedon's kind of a terrible person, though. That is, that All that is coming out, though. Yeah. But Buffy and Angel are both great. It's Maybe cool. I'll check it out. Um... But yes, so Eric runs into Arthur, and Arthur's like, good luck on the, your inter or whatever. I have a letter of recommendation from Ted Turner. <laughs> and I'm just like, if you have a letter of recommendation from Ted Turner, why do you need an internship at, like, a local news station? Like, for real. What's your game here, man? Um, Get into print media. Print media will never die. Um, I think his deal is that... He sucks. Well, he does suck. But also, real thing, very real thing, kids get into this uh, circular loop of the only validation they get being academic accomplishment, and then when they get out of academics, they crash and burn and or become terrible people because they're chasing that validation that they can't get anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very true. So, sorry about you, Arthur. Mm-hmm. Maybe I feel like you should. A, a joke I've seen a lot, like talking about GT kids, like the gifted and talented. It's like, I show up just as in my normal clothes for Halloween. And any, anytime someone asks me what I'm supposed to be, I say, I was supposed to be a lot of things. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but it's true. Because we, we, we train, I mean, what Pavlovian, when you give them a treat every time? Mm-hmm, they drool. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's this Pavlovian response we train in kids. Like, do good in school. Do good in school. Do good in school. Do good in school. And suddenly there's no school. <laughs> suddenly there's And you're drooling. <laughs> yeah. You're just like... And fooling. Wait, how do I how do I get validation mm-hmm. now? So sorry, Arthur. Sorry, Arthur. It'll turn around in college when you meet a woman named Paris. It will. It will. Change, she'll change your life. You'll have some kids. You get a divorce. And get a divorce. <laughs> Real bummer. <laughs> um, 
It's probably Rory's fault. Most bad things. Most are. certainly is Rory's fault. Gosh. Can we just can we just start the I Hate Rory podcast? I feel like we already have. <laughs> this is it. We hate Rory Gilmore. Rory Emily Gilmore. Gilmore's the best Gilmore. Oh. Mm. Followed by Lorelai. Followed by Rory One Tricks. And then at the very bottom is Rory Gilmore. Tricks Gilmore is better than Rory Gilmore. I don't know if I can put Emily above Lorelai. Mm. Then you are a great fool. And you, I have no respect for you. She is so manipulative. She is so hilarious. I mean, she's funny, sure. She is really manipulative, though, and that's kind of junky. They're all, they all kind of are. Manipulative mothers is kind of a thing for me. I guess that's true. Lorelai's good. Uh, Lorelai has many faults, but she acknowledges her faults. That's true. And... She's not always the best person, but she is constantly becoming a better person. That's fair. Except in between the end of the series and A Year in the Life, she doesn't change one little bit. But I guess that was kind of the whole point, was that they needed them not to change because we needed to pick up right where we left off. Mm -hmm. As long as we can all agree that Luke is the best of Lorelai's It's not even a contest. Who else? Digger? Freaking (laughs) Digger. Digger sucks. Yeah, Digger sucks. The only one worse than him is Chris. Yeah, Oh, and I hate Max Medina. Talk about manipulative. That dude. He like wordsmiths Ro- Lorelai and uh, Anything. <sighs> Ridiculous. Mrs. Kim? Wonderful. Kurt? Delight a second. Kurt? Yeah, okay. delight a second. Dozy? Uh, you know, I funny, love though. Taylor. <laughs> I love Taylor. It's a love-hate thing. But mm, Man. Uh, Babette? Maury? Oh, gosh. Love Babette Suki. and Maury. Suki? Um, Justice for Lane Kim. Because she deserves so much better. Oh, so much better. When Zach proposes to her in the diner, oh, I just want to throw up. I just want to throw up when Zach proposes to her. It's just so funny how far off we keep going from the path of the episode. Because this is, we've said at the beginning that we like this one. Mm-hmm. But we're just, <laughs> we're spreading our wings and flying, but are we just Icarus? Are we about to get too close to the sun? I actually have a theory about this. Uh huh. So our conversations are all trying to get to one point. That was the closest we've gotten to. What point? All roads lead to Sebastian Bach. <laughs> I'm Gil. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, thank you. It's my favorite line in all of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> well, Gil. or Oi, why did you drop out of Yale? <laughs> why did you drop out of Yale? That's Jess, right? Yes. I love Jess. I love Jess in that scene, but the way he says that. <laughs> uh, so, why did you drop out of Yale and I'm Gil. Boy with the poodles already. Boy with the poodles already is funny. Copper Boom is funny. I just need to go rewatch that. Um, we are the Gilmore guys. <laughs> no, we are certainly not. We're the Gilmore guys, but we're both Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but we're both. Yeah, that's fair. We're both Kevin. I am Kevin's dark side. I think both of us are not Kevin's dark side. (laughs) Okay, one more off-topic tangent. Kevin, years ago, made this tweet, and you should find it out there, where he's just like, so, um, a news came out about a prominent male celebrity, and I just want it to be perfectly clear that I never liked him. He just posted it a couple weeks ago because of Joss Whedon. <laughs> he just keeps reposting it every time. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, I want it clear. I never liked him, and I'm not surprised. And, and this isn't about the women he hurt or the lives that he tainted. 
It's about how I'm not surprised, and I never liked him. <laughs> it's, it's so, so funny because it's true. It's, yeah, because everyone knows that guy. Uh, anyway. And it's always Kevin every time. <laughs> uh, Kevin Porter, come on the show. But for real. His parents live in Stillwater. There's a connection. Yeah. Um, anyway... Don't, this is related to the show, don't take blood from someone's arm when they're asleep. Wait, what? Sean, Dana's working the blood drive. Sean comes and puts a bag on the table and said, here's some blood. Yeah, from the butcher shop. I took it from my uncle's arms he never even knew. That doesn't... How would he not know unless he was asleep? How did Sean get this blood? I think he's saying, my uncle gives all the time, it's from his arms, Period. I took it and he'll never know. Does his uncle just keep it in a refrigerator? Okay, yeah, so this is the illicit part of I don't know where this blood came from and where he's giving it at, but I don't think it's... In my mind, I've always read it as Sean (laughs) jury-rigged up some sort of blood (laughs) device (laughs) and... Took the blood from his uncle's arms. Apparently I'm the weird one. (laughs) This is the best thing I've ever heard. I still stand by what I said. Don't take blood out of people when they're asleep without their consent. Consent matters for blood donation. (laughs) Now Now I'm just mad. I'm not doing the podcast anymore. You're on your own. I'm turning away. I'm turning away. He's creating bad audio again, folks. It's for a reason. So they know how upset I am. You're by yourself now. I don't know why you're upset. I think it's delightful in every way. No, it's over. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. This scene makes no sense. Because where is the blood going? Where is it coming from? But assuming that Sean is saying he's drawing blood from his uncle while he's sleeping is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It's a good take. It's a great take. I'm back. Because no one wants to hear Chance laughing for three minutes with nothing else going on. Oh, man, that was that was a good laugh. I um, enjoyed that. I can, I can tell. You needed it. Um... <laughs> So don't do that. (laughs) Apparently also don't assume that that's what's happening. Don't walk around with a bag of blood bag. (laughs) And some pork chops. And you're like, I got you some pork chops in there too. With the blood. With the blood. Like, where's his uncle storing it? Like, Why does his uncle take his own blood out and store it? Why? I don't know. That can't be safe. You don't think you can donate that? I don't think you What What does he do with it? What does Dana end up doing with it? Is Sean's uncle a vampire? He could be. This could be. It's not his blood. This could be the Angel connection. Because Angel keeps blood bags in his fridge so he doesn't have to feed on humans. Okay. Yes, but that, that blood's still not good to donate. <laughs> no. Dana's like, I have to throw this in the trash. Yes. And the pork chops because nasty. I feel like she kind of feels like 
oh, I've got to, like, dispose of this no, so like, it can't be found. What What have I done by going on a first date with this guy? <laughs> uh, and then Could you imagine if it worked out and they told this story to their children and grandchildren <laughs> one day? Like, he brought me blood that he got from his uncle's arms. How did you get it? Dad and or grandpa? Oh, he just had it around. <laughs> he just had it lying around. What do you ever end up doing with that, honey? Um, I threw it in the garbage. I, threw I, it. I incinerated it. Yeah, I, I threw it in the school furnace because I didn't want to be late to I know to a guy blood. who could dispose of it the right way. His name is Janitor Bud. Ooh. Good Janitor Blood. Janitor Blood. Um... <laughs> Wow. I love where we've gone with this. Chef's kiss. Um, Sean sits down to Dana and is like, so why didn't you kiss him? Well, you know, what's the hurry? You kissed me. Well, yeah, but that's you. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of comes out, she thinks he's not boyfriend material. Right. Like maybe good for a date, good for a smooch, mm-hmm. not for anything else. This is where I start to wonder about the tech subtext thing. Because... Like, everyone's been talking about reputation up to this point, and they will continue to. But now Dana's talking about it, too. She wanted to have a second date with him until she realized they had nothing in common. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, why did you write it that way at the beginning? Uh-huh. Or they were kissing and then yeah, trying to make a connection for a second date. Only then to have it say, you're not boyfriend material, and I always knew that. Yeah, like... It could just be, like, her trying to save face or something. Yeah. Um, or maybe she just really likes kissing yeah. him but needs an excuse. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like he reinforces that idea when he's just like, I could talk to you all day. And she's like, well, what should we talk about? I don't know. Yeah, like, again, they have nothing to talk about. They have nothing in common. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but then so Sean finds out he's not boyfriend material. Mm-hmm. The and crowd has a weird reaction. I don't like a little bit of gasping but a little bit of laughing. Oh, I <laughs> like, didn't even notice. Oh, oh my I like, didn't even notice. Ooh. <laughs> kind of. Um, my face hurts from laughing. Good. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the next is Sean and Corey in the ta- cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to play the audio. Oh. Because what Topanga says is really good. Okay. But I, could, I wasn't able to get it down. But we're going to preface it. So the boys are they are having the conversation like, Sean's a bad boy. She's a nice girl. Corey's like, I've only ever dated... Nice, like girls, nice girls, not like, flat, fast, flashy. Mm-hmm. Topanga's Brian, and he's like, except one time. Topanga's like, I'm very glad to be thought of as a nice girl. Mm-hmm. Which could bring up a whole other conversation. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. We've well, already said it's kind of coded like rich. I really wonder. Well, I'll, wor- I'll worry about this later. Play okay. the audio. Um, okay. So Sean's like, I want to know. Like, what is, would you go out with? Uh, me like Corey's like would you go out with Sean he's like he has to ask me so this is where we pick up let me make sure the volume is up this is the first time we've had a clip on the show Topanga would you ever consider going out with me no why wouldn't you go out with me you want the truth yeah I want the truth you couldn't handle the truth I could handle the truth he could handle the truth no he couldn't give him the truth and you'll take responsibility for how he feels about it absolutely you don't understand women You don't know what we are, you don't know how we feel, and you don't know what we think. You see us as dating objects, and the faster we are, the more you want us. And until you can grow up and see beyond that, no matter how many girls you go out with, you will always be lonely. Oof. Panga. Topanga. Um, yeah. I mean, it's true. Yeah, it is true. I mean, the whole, I mean, 
the season has been building up to this. The, you know, have you ever fallen in love six times so a day? Six times a day. Which that was, was even last season. Yeah, that was last season. And in this one, and it's like, how long have you going up? Oh, break up already. And mm-hmm. He's like, this isn't how it's supposed to go. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you got a, you got a bad case of Dana. Mm-hmm. Dana Pruitt. And it's like, but he doesn't really. Yeah. Like, all, all, everything in the show kind of points to he is kind of infatuated with her because she's not the easy yeah she's not following catch. And he's not the one kind of calling the shots here yeah usually it's like hey you want to go out yes let's and then mm-hmm. he's like okay i'm bored yeah moving on yeah and, and, and like like we were saying earlier i think it's like this isn't going normally so he's like oh i should pursue this mm-hmm. um so yeah and, and topanga's right here maybe a little hard mm-hmm. uh, and it can be harsh sometimes <laughs> well it's like today i had some students that we got to they did really well today, so we got to go outside at the end of the day, like some extra recess, and we're outside, and they're playing soccer, and then the other class comes outside, and like instantly, one of the boys in my class and from the other class kind of start fighting. Not like physically fighting, but arguing, and it got to the point where I'm like, okay, like we're, if this is what we're going to do, I'm going to solve the problem. We're going back inside. Like, we're done. And so we do, and then the one boy who was fighting was like really upset, and like had his head down, and was like really upset about it all, and then this other boy's like, you know, it's not all your fault. It's that other boy's fault, but it's also your fault, too. <laughs> and it's like, now, being the voice of reason, it can be good, but nobody wants to hear that right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is fun. And they did ask for it. Mm-hmm. And, again, Corey is, Corey is what makes this scene funny and not just sad. Because <laughs> she's like, and you'll take responsibility for how he feels. And he's like, absolutely. And then at the end, Sean turns to Corey. It's just like, you're going to let her talk to me like that? <laughs> Which isn't even Corey's joke, but it's funny because of something that Corey did earlier. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's nice that it ties together. You can let her talk to me like that. Um, we get another scene with Arthur. Yeah, we get... It's like at the station, mm-hmm. and Arthur comes out, and he's like, just schmoozing. I just want to... Don't you him. mean butt kissing? I just want to punch him in this smug little face. He's so short. <laughs> just throw him. Be nice to Doyle. Doyle's fine. Arthur sucks. Conan... No opinion. <laughs> you were a great barbarian. What if sure. there are three brothers? Arthur, Conan, and Doyle. Arthur's in the news media, like, video. Doyle goes print media. And Conan does, like, radio. Like They're uh, triplets. I, I thought you were going to say he does fantasy novels <laughs> about barbarians. Yes, sure. Um, it's perfect. The, the pieces are there. We're done talking about him. I hate him. Uh, yes, and um, Eric is is like, oh, I'd like uh, I'd like my interview, and she's like, oh, I didn't know there was another candidate. What's your name? Eric Matthews. <laughs> and she just laughs like oh, that was real. <laughs> I thought that uh, resume that Eli sent over was a joke. Come, how about you come on in? Yeah. <laughs> um, luckily, Eric's probably dumb enough not to have realized mm-hmm. what was going on. Right. I did like. A box boy at daddy's store. A head. Head, head. box boy. What if they check? <laughs> <laughs> what if they check? Um, yeah. It's it's a funny little scene. Mm-hmm. And then cut to... They're Turner? in Feeney's class. Feeney, I forgot all about... I hate this. This is the, my least favorite scene in the entire... Episode? Episode. Entire season. Because I don't, I don't understand what's happening. Like, okay, so the whole thing is... Feeney's talking about how media attention would 
paint past presidents or something. It's like if past presidents had their personal lives in the spotlight the way that current presidents do, they wouldn't have been elected. Yeah. Is like yeah, is like Which is maybe true, but also is that a bad like a bad thing now? Yeah. That we're disqualifying I mean, clearly we're not. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to say. It's like clearly in terrible actions don't just disqualify you from the presidency. Yeah. Because all we had to choose from this last time was people that made terrible actions and got away with it because they're rich. But, um, but yeah, so Feeney is having this thing. And Sean is like, was JFK a great president? And Feeney's like, he accomplished a lot in his short term. And he is like, and the fact that he was a babe magnet didn't make him less of a leader, did he? And then Dana's like, less of a husband, less of a leader. Which, and all the girls are like, yeah, what is happening mm-hmm. here? To be fair, John Kennedy was a sleazebag. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Anyone who wants to be president is a sleazebag. I just think that's true. It's probably true. Um, but but he, the whole argument, because like, and then Sean fires back with, it's not easy for a guy to change. What? What does that even mean? Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? And then she, they're like, you can't change if you don't try. You can't try if you don't give me a chance. It, it, but... And the whole class is into it. Like they're talking about John Kennedy, and I re- this whole this whole scene mm-hmm. is just like, what is happening here? Yeah. See, I feel like Boy Meets World is really known for like we're gonna tie what they're learning in school into what's going on in life. And like last season, they kind of did that, and now they're sort of transitioning to doing that with social studies and history class instead of literature. But they do a really bad job. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're not like. This is one scene. It's not like mm-hmm. the whole they've got an assignment about this the whole time or anything. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. This whole scene is flabbergasting to me because like I'm just not sure like why. Mm-hmm. Wait, like the comment "less of a husband, less of a leader" is already kind of a weird comment to me. Just mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's true. Like if you can't manage your household, you probably shouldn't manage a country. But it's also like that. What's that? About like men's rights, we shouldn't be contained. But it's like, why do you have to be married? Like if you're not married, are you a bad leader? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like. I don't, I don't know. It's but, just, which I feel like is just completely ridiculous to say from the male perspective and, versus the female perspective where it's like, you can't have it all, ladies. You can't be a successful person in life and also a mother. And there's none of that on the other side. Yeah. And, and I guess it's... I guess one of the things about the scene is just, like, how on board the class is. Mm-hmm. Less of a husband, less of a leader. Yeah! Well, we've heard from the ladies. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, this doesn't, that, that, that's, not, that's not a comment. I mean, it's a comment, but it's yeah. not worth anything. And, you know, your hyper-conservative girls, they probably do think that. They're like, I only want my leader to be a husband because of patriarchy XYZ, all that. Mm-hmm. But, like, yada, yada, yada. every girl, and then, like, all the guys are like, yeah, it's not even for a guy to change. It's like, what is it? What is it? What are you even talking about? What are you? And, I don't know. It's it's weird, and it's even weirder because Feeney is on board, and he gives them an essay. And I have no idea what that essay is about. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you've spurred our debate. Would you write an essay? Do tomorrow. Bell rings. Everybody leaves. An essay about what? <laughs> An essay about whether or not JFK being a babe magnet made him less of a leader? I really want to read these essays. <laughs> what did we get the next day? Uh, yeah. So. Because you know Sean didn't write his because of what else happens in the episode. <laughs> yes. He certainly true. did not write his essay. 
Um, that's true. Anyway, I I did not like this scene. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there is a galaxy brain take, and if you have it, tweet at us. Please help us understand. <laughs> Surely I'm too stupid to host this podcast. <laughs> Um, so anyway, then we cut to... Eric is coming out of his interview, and he's just like, boy, it was hot in there. It's mighty, mighty hot in your office. (laughs) And it was mighty, mighty nice to meet you. (laughs) I am not going to get this internship, am I? Don't do this to me. (laughs) Don't make me do this. And then she walks off. (laughs) And then Eric goes in front of the camera. He's like, this just in. Eric Matthews is a huge loser. Why is he a huge loser? I'm cleaning up crumbs. This guy cleaning up crumbs, wearing like blue jeans and a button-up. Mm-hmm. The gray shirt sort of looks like a janitor. Way but way sharper looking than janitor, bud. Way sharper. No um, jumpsuit. No jumpsuit. Um, and he's just talking like, I totally blew it in his interview. I wasn't myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, as he's talking to this guy, he's like kind of picking up too. Yeah. Like he's picking up some cups that are left out and straightening up some papers and stuff. They're kind of talking about how he blew it because he really wasn't himself. But Yeah. And he's like, man... I would do this job so much better than those guys because they're just looking for something to put on their resume. Mm-hmm. I'm actually excited about it. And this other guy's like, did you tell her that? Yeah. He's like, no, I blew it in front of the like the most important person at the station. He's like, no, you didn't. He's like, yeah, I did. He's like, yeah, I, I really, really, <laughs> really did. Blew it. It, I blew it so bad. And he's like, well, that may be true, but she's not the most important person at the station. It's me. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no coffee's really important, bud. But... <laughs> Um, turns out this is the station manager mm-hmm. um, who was just cleaning up, I guess. Practicing good leadership. Yeah. Way to go, guy. Whatever his name is, I don't think we ever got a name. No, I don't think we do. Station manager man. Well, he does He does say someone, someone, station manager, I think. Yeah, you're right. We do get a name. I didn't, I didn't I write did, it down. I didn't write it down I didn't, Let's be honest. He pops up one more time <laughs> yeah. in the whole show. Yeah, we won't be giving him a Pokemon team. He... MVP, he is not. Yes. I mean, he's good. He's not the LVP. No. Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> Big time. Um. <laughs> if there was ever an antagonist in this episode, he's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so, but he's like, I'll see you on Monday. Like, yeah, I'm shaking the, the hand job. of our new intern. Mm-hmm. Be yourself or I'll fire you. Yeah, and so <laughs> Eric's like, well, thank you so much. And he runs off, and then he comes back, and he's like, do you have, like, a, a business card and a photo ID before I go tell my parents? Yeah. <laughs> Which was really funny. The guy's face is actually pretty great to that. He's just, like, shrewd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smart. And now we get some of the best Corey. <laughs> yes. Peak, peak Corey right here. Yes. So, um... Sean and Corey arrive at Turner's. Um, Corey in a red ski jacket with mm-hmm. a blue hat, blue, blue scarf, mitten. and blue mit- one blue mitten. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trying to talk Sean down. He's trying to yeah, he's trying to talk Sean down. Tell Sean how great he is. And <laughs> he's like, if I listen to everything Topanga told me, <laughs> Sean's like, you guys would still be together. What are you listening to me for? <laughs> and then they're like. Mr. Turner, will you talk to Sean? And he's like, fill me in, Matthews. And he's like, Dana Pruitt. Nice girl. Sean Hunter. Oh. You're up to speed. My job is done. I'm going out into this blizzard with one mitten. <laughs> with one mitten. And this is where it starts. Yes. He leaves. What did he say? Godspeed to me. Yeah, Godspeed to me. <laughs> he starts to head out the door. But it starts with the whole Dana Pruitt. Nice girl. 
Sean Hunter. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I mean Corey. Yeah. Corey's whole, like, what he provides to this. Yeah. Is just beginning. Because you're like, okay, Corey's gone. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have this serious moment. Um, they talk they're, serious They're about talking it. whatever. It's, it's unimportant. But Corey... Dana and reputations. Uh-huh. Taylor Swift would have a thing or two to say. She's got a big reputation. Oh, gosh. And a bad album. She and Sean have big reputations. Big reputation. Oh, Dana Pruitt giving me some frustrations. Oh. <laughs> um, She's a really nice girl. Ooh. And we are kind of going to brush over this because it's the same thing for the rest of the episode. Like, I've got this reputation that I used to be so proud of, but now I'm not because I can't have this girl. Well, Sean, you really like a girl. It's important. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Tell blah, her. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, I should tell her. No, you should show her. Yeah. That's you, basically it. Yeah. Dana's the first girl I've ever listened to. Have you told her that? Like, well, I could. He's like, no. Show her. So that's it. But. Mm-hmm. But. but <laughs> the true gold of this moment is partway through the conversation, Corey comes back in. Now I've lost my other mitten. <laughs> he just starts looking for it. And it's like in his jacket. He's mm-hmm. like, don't, don't mind me. I'm just going to look. Uh-huh. So they're talking, and then it cuts back. Corey's, like, lifting the cushions. Like, is it under here? No. It's the scarf I lost a year ago. And he's really excited. Just, like, triumphantly putting it on and throwing it around his neck. Cuts back. Cuts back to him. There's my mitten. It was in my jacket all along. You gotta love Velcro. <laughs> uh, and it, one of the cuts is, it cuts to him, and he's like, have you seen it? It's blue. Fuzzy. <laughs> and I have so many questions. How did Corey's mitten come off in the first place? Mm-hmm. It's a mitten. They, they do stay on. It doesn't fall off. <laughs> um, but it, it's a delight every time. And then we cut to... Um, We're at Chubby's and Chubby's Corey's playing pool. By himself. Mm-hmm. And Dana comes and he's like, I normally be playing with my friend until... Some girl some played girl yo-yo with his feelings. Mm-hmm. She did not. She did not. She just said, I'm, I don't want to date you. Yeah. She's not really playing yo-yo with this feeling. She didn't lead him on. It's like she went on a first date, and when there was no connection there, yeah. that was it. Yeah, and I mean, I get Corey's being defensive <laughs> for his friend. But then he's like, they're talking about reputation, and he's like, you thought I was safe, but now you know I'm dangerous and edgy, <laughs> edgy. and he's like kind of puffing up his chest. Will the owner of a hypoallergenic ski, mit- ski jacket with one mitten please claim it? <laughs> Oh, that's me. Gotta go. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's maybe the funniest moment in the entire movie. Oh, that's me. Um, Would the owner of a red hypoallergenic ski jacket with one mitten please claim it at the counter? <laughs> it's really great. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and then Dana, like, walks off in thought, goes outside, and there is Sean Hunter with a picnic. In, like, February. Yeah, it's freezing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, it's only bad for the first hour, and then everything goes down. Why would, Why did he do this for so long? He's just like, this is the only place in town anybody goes. She's got to come sometime. <laughs> yes. He, like, goes to, like, would you like some soup? And he put, opens the thermos and goes to dump it in just this cylinder of ice. It must be cold. It, it, it's it got to be. Because it was super freezing here. And we left like balloons of water and food color outside so they would freeze. And they didn't freeze solid overnight. Yeah. It's like it does <laughs> inside a thermos. It, yeah. It's very cold outside. Yeah, it's very cold outside. Um, you know, come to think of it, Chubby's is kind of a beautiful place. 
Because rich and poor, old and young, bully and non-bully, all come together. gather at the table. <laughs> mm. Chubby's is a beautiful place. Sort of a... Yes, the, it's the gathering place, the meeting place, where people from all walks of life come together to break bread. Mm-hmm. And billiard balls. And billiard balls. They break... They yes. Break. When... Yes, I get you. Okay, I was just like... I got your break joke. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, again, they have this conversation, I really like you, and she's like, well, I like you too, but, and they're like, well, can we try again? It's like, yeah, you want to seal it with a kiss? What's our hurry? They hold hands, they walk into Chubby. Mm-hmm. And there it is. That's it. It's cute. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> and then we get the tag at the end. If she had turned into Mercury, I would have cared a little more. Yeah, maybe shot some lightning out of her fingers. <laughs> Was that too much to ask? Come on, Alex Mack. <laughs> Michael Jacobs. Why not? Let's make it happen now. Um, then there's a tag at the end where Eric has all these coffee mugs. And again, it's just very funny. There's all these coffee mugs and Morgan's helping him. He's like, remember, the decaf goes in the chipped mugs. And Morgan's like, oh, no. I put decaf in this unchipped mug. So he picks up the mug and like a spoon or something and goes ping and then takes a chip out of it. Problem solved. It's true. I've actually always wanted to try this. I've always wanted to take a spoon, take to, a a spoon to a mug and, and see if it would break. Just With hot coffee inside. Just see if I could chip a mug. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. And they're like, what are you, why did you make so much coffee? He's like, well, I, part of my job is getting the getting people the their, crew their coffee their coffee and baked goods. Mm-hmm. I don't think that means you're supposed to bring it from home. Of course I'm not bringing it from home. <laughs> and then he turns to the door and everyone's there at the door. <laughs> he tells them to come on in. They come and get it. And the parents look flustered. Freeze frame. It's a nice little moment of comedy. Yeah. It's... Oh, that's beautiful. That's the closing sounds. It's true. Yes, I know. You know, just for our audience at home, if they maybe <laughs> haven't watched in a bit. Yep. I'll always associate those sounds with this show, because I've watched it, especially this season, so many times. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's the episode. Um... Sean just left his picnic out there. Apparently, Data does not care about littering. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, they just leave the picnic. <laughs> um, the picnic baskets are like a million percent off in February, so no big deal. Yeah. Um, it's a good episode. Um, what did you rate it? I gave it an 8.75. I didn't know we did 0.75s. Well, we do now. Okay. I gave it an 8. I just really liked it. It wasn't like at the level of like Rave On or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still feel like it was really good. Yeah. I know we kind of talked negatively about some of the premise, but I feel it's, like it's, Corey was excellent. Everybody was there and everybody kind of had a moment. Yeah. And I think while I didn't care for the premise, I think Sean is a much more engaging protagonist for this show. And when it focuses on him, I think it is genuinely better. Mm-hmm. Like he does great in the driver's seat. Corey does great in the passenger seat. Yeah. And I mean, the show, the episode is very repetitive in Sean's lesson. Like, You've got this reputation. I mean, he just still doesn't get it, so... Yeah, and it's very repetitive, but, like, it makes sense with his character. And, like, he's still entertaining to watch, even though I don't care about what's going on. The only part of this episode that I didn't like was the classroom scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I can just do without that entire scene. Don't give me a chance. There was a funny moment when, at the end, where Dana's like, I guess I was scared. And I was ready for Sean to go, of me? <laughs> yeah, I'd pull a Corey. He didn't, though. He was smarter than that. He's like, I get that. I think our MVP is pretty clear. Corey. It's Corey. It is. <laughs> 
He's great in this. We episode. weren't scared of Corey in this episode. <laughs> no, this is this is maybe peak Corey. It's incredible. <laughs> yes. Have you seen it? It's blue, fuzzy. <laughs> um, oh. I had it the whole time. Gotta love Velcro. <laughs> Um, what did you name it? Uh, Boy Meets Hypoallergenic Red Ski Jacket. <laughs> one Mitten. <laughs> one mitten I originally course. called it Boy Meets One Mitten, so that's very close. But then I was like, if we're trying to be more in with the theme of the episode, I called it Boy Meets Bad Boys and Nice Girls. Oh. But I also like Hypoallergenic Red Hypoallergenic. Red, Boy Meets Red Hypoallergenic <laughs> Ski Jacket with, with One, one mitten. mitten. They're both good. We gotta pick one. I pick yours. Okay. I've won this many times, and I'm happy to concede. Boy meets red hypoallergenic ski jacket with one mitten. Maybe we'll call it Boys Meet. That's uh, the name of our this episode is that too. <laughs> well, we could do that. It's a very long name. Boys Meet. Um, red hypoallergenic space case ace. I can't remember what it's called. Space case aces. Yeah. Space case aces. Uh, Cam and Chance for Pete and Pete. <laughs> Cam, no, Chance and Pete, and Cam and Pete. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so that's the end of the episode. I'm, I'm so interested to see Somehow, how this turns out. by the grace of the good Lord above, we have made it to the end. Yes. We've made it through Space Cases, Hey Dude, Salute Your Shorts, Camp on Awana. We, we hold you in our hearts, and when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. It's I hoping they never part. Get it right or pay the price. We run, we jump, we swim and play. We row and you go the on beginning. trips. But the things that last forever are our dear friendships. Do, 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 camp on Awana. We hold you in our hearts. And when we think about you, this thing came apart. Think on Awana, wanna speak. On Awana, wanna live. On Awana, wanna ugh. Love it. That was the whole thing. Love it. Next time. No, we will make a lifetime of our fondest memories by the lake of Anawana within the old pine trees. And then we get to that. Oh, uh, yeah. To the end. I did sing the first chorus in the middle. How embarrassing. Yeah, I was like, that's the beginning. I don't know what you're doing. <sighs> wow. I can't even believe um, myself. We also talked about next cats week, a lot. Bug juice. <laughs> Doesn't come in a jar. I know that much. Bug jo- juice comes from who you are. Anyway. Um, yeah. Thanks to Dizzy Parker <laughs> for the use of our theme song. Couldn't have done it without you. That's not the name of the song. We're telling Dizzy we couldn't have done it without him. Yes. And if you're interested in the song, any of his stuff, check the link in the description. We got the links. Check them out. Yeah. Um, be sure to check out our Instagram and our Twitter at BG World Fever. Tell us your fav- your superpowers, move sets, if you would have that. Tell us if you remember what Space Cases is. Mm-hmm. Space Cases is. Um, Alex Mack. Any of those things. Any of those. If you want us to make another podcast about the adventures of Pete and Pete, <laughs> I don't hate the idea. Um, <laughs> if you uh, have your hot philosophy takes... If you're like, this is who I think really Rum Tum Tugger is. If we were to cats cast the cast of Boy Meets World, uh, if you wanna, if you want to do fan art of the Boy Meets World cast as cats, like cat people, and if you wanted to throw me and Chance in there too, yeah, we we need a banner for Twitter anyway. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. Um. So any of these things, any and all of them, and more, and more. Uh. 
find us on Facebook at BG World Fever. Not Facebook. We don't have Facebook. <laughs> on social media. On social oh my media. Gosh. Um, I am old. Okay? Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. Not at Snapchat. BG Fever. We're not there. Never TikTok. Maybe someday TikTok. Yeah, we would never maybe, do TikTok. Maybe someday TikTok. We're too old. I don't know how. We're too old and out of touch to do TikTok. We'll watch it. I don't know how to use it. Oh, off air, I've got to tell you a story about my biggest OK Boomer moment, maybe ever. Okay, I can hardly wait. Um, but yeah, enjoy your weeks. Sorry, two weeks ago we didn't have an episode. Ice storms, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, that's everything from me. Me too. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. When the storm meets world.